0: Good morning, beloved family.
1: How are you doing? How are you doing today? I pray that you are doing all that you can to make very uh, urgent, important, life-changing decisions on how to live in this day, an evil day, that will become increasingly uh, more evil at a rate I think we've ever, never, ever, ever experienced before. Um, you know, in the days of Noah, Noah preached for 120 years. Um, he built a, a uh, ark for dry land that had never rained. Well, how do you build an ark, a huge boat, for dry land? He just simply believed God. Um, and he preached 120 years and never won one single convert. Why did he do it? because he was faithful. As Mother Teresa said, don't worry about being successful, just be faithful. And right now, you may not see the flood coming, but it is coming. And you need to get your children out of public school. And many Catholic schools, if they're not solidly Catholic, they're teaching sex ed, get your children out of there. They're teaching gender ideology, get your children out of there. You'll find a way. Your children need you, need your home, need your values, need a Catholic upbringing more than they need the education any school will give them. Um, God gave it to parents to be stewards of his creation, including his children, which he has given parents the stewardship up on earth. And, um, (laughs) What I thought was, yesterday, we had the phone lines open, the whole program, for you to call in to ask any questions at all on your heart about how to live this life, about how to make a transition, about truly how to be in the world and not of it. Um, I think if just we wait until we feel we have to do it, until your child's school is uh, riddled with bullets or until they have to wear Muslim clothing, or whatever it is, uh, it's going to be too late. It will be too late. We have a window of time right now to bring our families together, to find out how we're going to get them together, how we're going to teach the faith, read the catechism, read the scriptures, read about the saints who lived in times of persecution, or not... and raise our children and our family. Catholic and truly be in the world and not of it. So we have uh, today and tomorrow only left for this week, and I think we'll open the phone lines for today and tomorrow um, for all your calls the entire hour. Uh, We will do that the entire hour. And so um, you are welcome to call in with anything on your heart, Um, but most particularly, how can I live this Catholic faith? Every call we had yesterday were from good Catholics who were living their faith as best they knew how, but not one of them that called in was living completely the faith. And almost everyone had a reason why they made the decisions they do. We always have reasons. If we don't have any, the enemy will give them to us. But we can always do better. Um, We're used to living in our own worlds. We need to start living in God's world, beloved. So call in with anything on your heart, toll free, um, uh, 877-511-5483. or email at mother at cross dot com, and I need to bring up. I'm sorry, um, I need to bring up the document so I could see your calls. Hold on, just a moment. I've got it. I've got it. So if you call in. Um, I'm going to read from scripture this morning, and uh, if you call in, I will. Um, I'll keep looking back, and. Um, or I'll ask my dear James, um, who helps me every day on the program, I'll ask him to whisper in my ear if there's a caller so that we'll, um, we'll take you. Uh, whatever in the middle of, we'll stop and we'll take your call. Again, how do we live this life? Maybe you have a spouse that is not on board with you. And maybe you have children that you have not raised well in the faith, but they're still home and you want to know what to do um maybe they're out of the home but you're still not living as you might and you don't know what to do to help them come back what about a neighbor who you've lived next door to for 10 years never ever spoken about Christ that is uh, a bit tragic we need to remedy these things so give a call in with anything on your heart toll free 1877 511-5483 or you may email at mother at com. St. Peter, <clears throat> our first Pope, um, wrote his letters to 1st uh, and 2nd Peter. He wrote them to the first Christians who were Jewish Christians, all Jewish who came to believe the Messiah and that our Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, Yeshua HaMashiach, uh, is indeed God, 100% God, 100% man. And they came to believe that, and they were ostracized by the rest of the Jews <clears throat> who did not believe. So the first per- persecutions of the church were Jews against Jews, Jews who did not believe in the Messiah versus those who did. And the persecutions scattered them all over uh, the Mediterranean and peter wrote to them in their persecution and he wrote this blessed but let me just get the opening he said to the exiles of the dispersion in pontus galatia cappadocia asia bithynia chosen and destined by god the father and sanctified by the spirit for obedience to jesus christ and for speaking with his blood beloved excuse me a moment We are sanctified, set apart at our baptism by the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ. Not just I believe, for obedience. Paul says in the book of Romans, it is the obedience of faith. And the apostle, uh, disciple John writes, whoever believes shall be saved, whoever does not obey shall not be saved, but the wrath of God will come upon him. Um, And the initial language, the word for belief and obey, is the same Greek word, because they are one and the same. If I say I believe, but choose what I obey, then I don't believe. Then I'm deceived. I've fooled myself. The only way you can know if a person believes is if they obey. And if you have a Jewish family living next to you, and you say, we're Catholic and we go to church and we do this, we do that, but they see that on Sunday you go to the beach in the summer instead of the church, or they see other behaviors of yours, they're going to say to you, you don't believe. And you're going to to swear that you do. Oh, we do. We don't always live perfectly, but we do. And the Jewish person will say, you do not. I will tell you what you believe by how you live. Because they're not philosophers. They're pragmatic people. And how you live is what you believe. You may deny it, but you're deceived. How you live is what you believe. And so Paul is writing to the exiles, the dispersion of Jews in the first century, um, who are chosen and destined by God the Father, as sanctified by the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood, and he says to them, "May grace and peace be multiplied to you." This is First Peter, um, chapter one. Hold on now, First Peter, right the beginning of the of the uh, epistle, toward the back of your book. <clears throat> and he says this one of the most gorgeous paragraphs in all of Scripture. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and to an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. kept in heaven for you who by God's power are guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer various trials so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishable, is tested by fire, may redound to praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Without having seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with unutterable and exalted joy. As the outcome of your faith, you obtain the salvation of your souls. Beloved, I'm reading from 1 Peter And you are welcome uh, at the end of the program or reading along with me to get your Bible and go to 1 Peter and read along with me. But you need to live it. This is written for all time. This is not antique. This is not 2,000 years old. This is today. This is God's word coming from the eternal God, the creator of the entire world. again our lines are open we just uh, already have two callers on the line we'll get to mary and chris as soon as we come back from our break the toll-free number is 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the dot com <laughs> hello beloved this is mother miriam host of mother miriam live Like the Catholic Current and the many other programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, Divine Mercy in My Soul is all about the messages that Jesus revealed to St. Faustina. It is aired every Sunday morning at 11 Eastern and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Or you can listen anytime to Divine Mercy in My Soul on the iCatholic Radio mobile app.
2: This is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show on the Station of the Cross Catholic Media Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. We strive to keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and a look at the breaking news of the day that you need to know. Join us on the Catholic Drive Time Show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. across the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. That's every weekday morning at 7 a.m. I look forward to seeing you there. God love you. St. Thomas More House of Prayer and discover the prayer that will change your life. The St. Thomas More House of Prayer is a Catholic retreat center dedicated to praying and promoting the Liturgy of the Hours, the prayer of the Church. The Liturgy of the Hours is prayed each day, starting with the Office of Readings at 5.30 a.m. and ending with night prayer at 8 o'clock p.m. So whether you're an individual or a group, schedule your visit today. Go to liturgyofthehours.org or call 814-676-1910. That's 814-676-1910. We would love to help you experience the Liturgy of the Hours and discover the prayer that will change your life.
0: Um,
1: I am Mother Miriam, and we are live today. Blessed be God, and um, I've I've mentioned that since the the uh, tremendously awful, devastating, but not surprising to me results of our uh, primary elections. Um, I'm I'm saying that we're going to be blanketed with evil both within and with outside the church and outside the church uh, that we've never seen before. The devil has taken the lead. He has entered the church. It is the church and his object is to completely utterly destroy the family. And that's what everything is about. So-called same-sex marriage there's no such thing. Gender ideology blessing same-sex unions, women taking men's roles. It's got nothing to do with God. It is all the devil's ploy to destroy the church. So um, uh, we want to talk about how we can live god's design for the family and for us as individuals so that we live our vocation within the home we raise godly children for heaven and not turn them over to the world to raise them um, and God can use us to be truly in the world and not of it and change lives around so again, today and tomorrow uh, toward the end of the week, we will take your calls for the entire hour and um, uh, it would be good if for this uh, the end of this week, they could be focused on the family. How do I honor my husband? How do I honor my wife? How do I raise my children? Um, this is our situation. What do I do? i don't have all the answers, but we can help and encourage one another <clears throat> and again, the toll free number is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three You may text at that number. Or email at mother at the dot com. Mary from North Tanawanda, New York, is on the line. Hello, Mary.: Hello, Mother Mary. Hi. I have a question. Um, we were
3: uh, My family was all baptized, and I was raised um, with a very controlling um, narcissistic, and uh, I've, eventually, with help, I've found gaslighting. Um, Mother and uh, she's infiltrated the family with some of these deception and manipulation. Even though they're baptized, they still go to church, but they're still. Who do you um, mean by they? Uh, brothers, uh, family members. Okay. And and so um, I tried to, I, I prayed and I tried to go back
1: and it, it seemed. Try to go back that, to them or to church?
3: Yes to go back to them them, and it seemed like yes it seemed i tried to go back and it seemed they were still deceptive and manipulative behind my back and was invited to different family events and um they just are you you see the hatred some of the comments that they come back to me uh with is just unbelievable
1: why is that because um, you're living are you the only one living the catholic faith is that why they're coming at you
3: yes i'm a christian and and basically, um, they don't go to church. Um, so, they, but they were all baptized. So, um, but they're you know, uh, but here's holidays coming up again. It's just been an ongoing issue, and I try, um, but somehow, you know, by by listening to you, I I, I think you know I. I'm a, um, a daughter of Mother Mary. I'm a, a child of God. There's, there's there's so much you can take from um, gaslighting narcissistic abuse over the years that, um, you know, mentally and, physically and emotionally, I think it's best that I, I stay away. Um, but uh, I just wanted to get your point of view. I keep praying for them, but... You know, it just seems to me that it's not going to be me that's going to change them. It's going to be the Holy Spirit.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, That's fine, Mary. Don't cut them off because God hasn't cut us off. But you can stay away. You can choose your times to be with them or not. Uh, That's not a problem. If for Christmas and major holidays, Thanksgiving, if you want to go and you feel that you can go and live your faith are you Catholic or non-Catholic Christian? Catholic. Okay, good. If you can live your faith as a Catholic and be with them um, and know that the abuse they hurl at you is they're hurling at Christ. That's their problem. Um, if you can act in a loving way toward them, um, kindness and, and, and witness by your your character and you're with them, and, and want to be with them in that way, that's fine. If it's too hurtful for you, um, and it gives them the opportunity to blaspheme and all of that, there's nothing wrong with your not going. And there's nothing wrong with your saying to them, I love you all, you're my family, but every time I come together with you... Um, uh, what you hurl at me or, you know, your negativity. Uh, I don't want that for myself, and I don't want to put you in the position of doing that because I'm there. So it'll be better for me to not come. Mm-hmm. You can tell them why.
3: Yes. Okay. Thank you, Mother Mary.
1: All right, sweet. And that's hard. That's hard on you, too, because they are your flesh and blood and your family. But, um... It, it's, uh, don't blame them in your tone of voice. Don't say it's because of you, I'm not coming. Don't do that. Um, Jesus could have said that to us because of you, I came to earth. He didn't do it. He said, I came, you may have life, and you will not come to me that you might have life. So uh, be loving, be kind, don't let their behavior take you from Christ or change. Uh, virtue in you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. Chris from Buffalo, are you on the line, dear? Hi, yes. Hi, I'm Mother Miriam. Good, hi.
3: So, I had a question. I just, I want to give a background. I'm a convert, and my husband is a cradle Catholic. Um, mm-hmm. We did get married in the Catholic Church. I converted about six years into our marriage. We have a mm-hmm. 12-year-old son homeschooling him, so that's good. But my question is, I feel really overwhelmed because I feel like I'm trying to lead our family spiritually because he's not. So I'm just wondering, what do I do? Do I just keep trying to set the example?
1: That's all. Do not take on his role, Chris. Do not let his lack um, take away from your vocation as a godly woman, a godly wife, a godly mother you live your vocation completely loving your husband giving that example to your children respecting him um and leading you have a 12 year old and anyone else
3: no we, we just have one one
1: child okay perfect um you love your husband love your son raise him in the faith set an example not to show them anything but to walk with God and live out your vocation, uh, that alone can tra- change them. You do not step into your husband's role. Do not badger him for not leading in the family. Zero. You uh, don't become. Try to become the Holy Spirit. You live your wife just like Augustine's mother did to live her life. I said, you live your wife, live your life as a godly woman, not to show them anything, not to set any example, because it'll be false. They'll know you're doing it for an alternative motive. Just grow in virtue, walk before God, live out your vocation as a wife and mother and daughter of God, and let God use your life to transform them. Okay. Be at peace. If you're not at peace, that's a sign that you're trying to control others and the situation at home. If you live your vocation before God fully, um, you will be at peace, and they will see that. And that's what will attract them. Okay. Okay?
3: Thank you so much.
1: All right, Chris. God bless you, dear. All right, now, again, our lines are wide open. You're welcome to call in with anything whatsoever on your heart. Toll-free 1-877-511-5483. Um, and we are going to go back. Hold on, I just lost my place. We are going to go back to um, First Peter, the letter from our first pope, uh, Jewish, to the Jews who were persecuted and scattered abroad because they came to believe in the Jewish Messiah, and the Jews who have not received him, not believed him, uh, persecuted them and killed some of them. And Peter says, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that was to be yours, searched and inquired about this salvation. They inquired what person or time was indicated by the Spirit of Christ, because, dear ones, the entire Old Testament, the law, all of it, points to the Messiah. The Christ, Christ means the anointed one, Messiah means the anointed one, that is Christ, the Christ, whose name is Yeshua, Jesus, which means God is salvation, and all the Old Testament prophets who prophesied of him still looked forward, looked toward the time that he'd be revealed, but he wasn't revealed to them. Um, They inquired what person or time was indicated by the Spirit of Christ within them when predicting the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glory. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you, that is us, in this day, in the things which have now been announced to you by those who preach the good news to you through the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which the angels long to look. So all of this in the Old Testament, dear ones, all of it um, uh, was prophesied, but it was for our time, for our understanding. So Peter says, now <clears throat> you to you it has been revealed to you, the Christ, the anointed one, the redeemer, the Messiah, to whom all the prophets pointed his death, his sufferings, his resurrection all in the Old Testament to you it has been revealed by the Holy Spirit from heaven, things in which, into which angels longed to look the angels didn't know this and so Peter then calls us to live a holy calling therefore he says these are our marching orders beloved this is how to live in every day but most especially in this day gird up your minds, be sober, set your hope fully upon the grace that is coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, even if that was as late as this morning, no longer. But as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct, What does it mean to be holy? Does it mean to be perfect? No. To be holy means to be set apart. It's the same as being consecrated, which you were at your baptism. It means to be set apart from the world, in the world and not of it. As he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, God says, for I am holy. There's the music for our second break. Beloved, we'll have an entire half hour left all to ourselves. And you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart, but especially with issues of the family, marriage, the family, raising children, living out your vocation as a husband and wife and a family. Call in with anything on your heart. Toll free one 511 We'll be right back.
4: raised a catholic and went to church every sunday faithfully i met a boy and he was non-catholic so i left the church to be with him when i was away from church i yearned to be home what brought me back was my longing for the eucharist the eucharist fills me with a spirit that you can't find anywhere else i have a peace when i walk through the doors of the catholic church like that's where i belong
2: we invite you to take another look at the catholic church visit catholicscomehome.org today
4: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 10th. Today we celebrate Pope St. Leo the Great. Elected in 440, Pope Leo distinguished himself throughout his 21-year pontificate as one of the best administrators of the ancient church. He was likewise known for his pastoral skills and spiritually profound sermons. As Holy Father, Leo worked hard to control the heresies prominent in his day, and to call the followers of those heresies back to true Christian beliefs. A second major area of concern for him was the controversy within parts of the church over the nature of Christ. Leo also led the defense of Rome against barbarian attack, taking the role of peacemaker. On one occasion, he persuaded Attila the Hun to halt his path toward Rome, which he was planning to plunder. But Leo's path to sainthood has its basis in the spiritual depth with which he approached the pastoral care of his people. Well-versed in scripture and ecclesiastical awareness, he had the ability to reach their everyday needs and interests. Pope St. Leo was indeed a great pope, a man who was boundless in his energy, large of heart, and clear in his sense of duty as St. Peter's successor. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
1: I am Mother Miriam and we are live and we have a whole half hour to ourselves and our lines are wide open and you're welcome to call in indeed with anything on your heart. But we are right following these um, evil results of the elections um, in the, in the, in the um, uh, party of death. Um, we are want, want to uh, come together, encourage one another to love and good works and redouble our efforts, strengthen our families, how to live the faith. So I'm inviting all of you um, uh, if, if for, for whatever questions you have on living as a godly family, marriage and the family in this day. We have a call from Liana in Buffalo. Hi, Liana hi how are you i'm just doing fine how about yourself
5: um i've had better days i still feel the grace of god but struggling with what's going on with my children
1: all right sweetie go ahead
5: um my husband left last year he got in over covid he got into some new age lots of strange new age crystals started making crystal stuff doing purchasing all these different items and getting really into it, yoga and all of that stuff. We have three children how old? and um, 13, 11 and six. Mm-hmm. and um, he um, made me his enemy when I started learning more about my face, which I can see why God has allowed some of this because my face has gotten so much stronger. Mm-hmm. the more research I've done and realizing how bad this stuff really is. Um, and he just told my children without telling me, now we have basically not spoken since he left, he's moving out of state and he served me with divorce papers and, um, I'm struggling. My children are upset with me because they think, because I was against a lot of the stuff that was going on, that I'm the enemy. And, um, my children are, you know, he's got them, you know, doing yoga when he's with them and. He made them crystal bracelets with the evil eye and, you know, different scary stuff with Halloween. And, you know, we had uh, agreed to, you know, raise our children a very specific way. And now... What specific way?
1: What specific way? Were you both Catholic? Were you married in the church? Yes,
5: yes, yes. I'm Maronite Catholic. He became Maronite Catholic when he married me. We are, we were... You know, I now see that maybe lukewarm, but my kids go to Catholic school. We went to church every Sunday. We, you know, did all the things. But, you know, I realize now that it was more lukewarm than it was what I am on fire now for Mm -hmm. God after I've learned all this stuff. Sure. So um, my question is. You know, I'm still God has led me to still stand for my marriage and you know, I'm gonna continue to do that probably for the rest of my life. To still what? Um God is Standing for my marriage. To what? Stand for my marriage. Like Stand stand for for Marriage. marriage, What do you mean by that? Yeah. I mean mean? like I will always be faithful, I will not probably seek an annulment, I will always be, you know, considered married for the rest of my life. And Mm -hmm. um Um and I feel strongly about that. And um you know I believe through prayer that you know God is capable of doing everything That's And if it's right. meant to be that he restores my marriage then it will be um, mm-hmm. but my question is how do I my children are so angry with me even though it's not you know my choices that did this um, during this time I can see that I lost respect for my husband when he started doing all these strange things and so I can see how that played into it and how the enemy was able to infiltrate our family um, But my question is, my children, they are really angry. We went from, you know, being a family that was together all the time, we homeschooled for some of their life, you know, a lot of these things, and um, now their dad's gone. And they look at it as, it's because of me, because I won't agree with the things that he's into, and it just makes you feel good. It's all, you know, all these crystals and all these things, it's just all about,
1: you know. How, How long is he gone?
5: Uh, He's been gone a year. It'll be a year, um, the day before Halloween.
1: Okay. Specifically, why did he leave?
5: Um, There wasn't a specific reason, per se. Um, He he got really angry with me one day um, about different things with the kids, and he left to go to his mother's, and he never came back.
1: Okay. What was he uh, angry about? Different things with the children?
5: Um, we have an autistic child, and he was not showing patience at all with her and becoming very um, abusive to her. And um, I, he was going after her one day, and I told him that he had to leave. Mm-hmm. Not leave forever, not leave forever. I just meant because he was so angry.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, so we cannot reverse the things that are done. Uh, we cannot reverse the things that are done. Um, I think you need to sit down with your children. Uh, the youngest is six, the oldest is 13, and the one in middle is what? 11. 11. 13, 11, and 6. And how old is the autistic one? 11. Okay. Um. And, the, and so the autistic one is a girl. How about the other two?
5: I'm sorry, they're all girls.
1: Okay, three girls. Yeah. And they think you're the cause of their dad, who they love, leaving. Correct. And they are not, they're not. Um, uh, are you doing things on your end while we're talking, Leanna?
5: No, I just, I stepped out and I think the wind started going. Oh, you're in, okay, no
1: problem. That's okay, that's okay. I just want to make sure we're okay and you're not driving. Um, Your children, uh, because of your circumstance and your not being strong in the faith raising them to this point because uh, God has, blessed be his name, Um, entered your life in a stronger way and now you want to be fully Catholic and that's all very, very good. Um, I think you need to sit down with your three girls, including the six-year-old. I think she'll be old enough. Sit down with the three of them. Never say a single bad word about their dad. Never speak to them with any derogatory tone or word or anything, nothing against their dad ever again. Not a word of disrespect, not a word of criticism ever again. Sit down and say to them, I need to tell you all something, and including making a confession to you. And sit down with them uh, cozy in the living room at night or something, a time that you can really have their attention, and say, I want to confess some things to you. I want because our situation is not good. Dad has left. I got angry. We both got angry. You girls have been, in a sense, uh, born the fruit of that. We're all divided. We're all split up, and it's not good. And I want to tell you how that happened. You let them know that when your dad and I married, um, we were Catholic, we were married in the church and agreed to raise you Catholic, which the church says in order to have a Catholic marriage, you must raise the children the family Catholic. Um, But we were not strong in our faith, we were lukewarm. And our Lord would not have us be lukewarm. And by the grace of God, um, I have grown stronger in my faith, not because I deserve it, but because God has blessed me. And as I've gone stronger, your dad has gone the other way and gotten into New Age and all these things that he's into. Um, I'm not criticizing him for it because I'm not taking the um, uh, the the um, blame for loving God more or the Catholic Church more. Um, it's its what God has done in my life. And I wish now I were this strong when I married your dad in the faith that we both were this strong, but we weren't. So I've gotten stronger in the faith. Your dad has moved away from the Catholic faith, and it has caused a tremendous rift among us. And Um, I got real dad angry with your dad when he was coming against you whatever your middle daughter's name is you don't have to tell me Um, and uh, was so upset about that I asked him to leave and he did Um, and it's been a year and it's hurt all of us Uh, hurt your dad hurt the three of you hurt me hurt our family greatly Um, the person to blame for this is Satan who's primary goal is to destroy God's design. God wants to give us eternal life to make us happy in this life and serve him in this life, live for him in this life, and be happy forever in the next life with him. In heaven, he seeks to enter every chink in the armor, every weakness we have, weakness of faith, weakness of practice, everything to destroy the family. And right now, He's gotten a hold, a stronghold in our family. And your dad and I have allowed it to happen. But I see it now. I apologize to the three of you. I just, we all, you know, if if I wasn't strong in my faith, I was Catholic but kind of lukewarm. I didn't fully understand how to live the faith. And um, uh, and we're we're in trouble as a family because of it. I want you to know that the reason that I come against the New Age beliefs and the crystals and uh, and what do you call, um, not prophecy, but uh, fortune telling, all of that is because God is against it. He's against what he calls divination, and it's a very serious sin against God. So what your dad is doing is not just against God, he may not realize that, but not just against God, but very, very harmful to you, to him, to us as a family. You may love it. You may love your dad. I want you to love your dad. I want him to love you. And all these little crystal bracelets and stuff look exciting and fun. But the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. Your dad's not the devil. But all of this is, and absolutely against the Catholic faith, and against the God who came to earth and died for us, that we would have life. So, I don't know how much of this you can understand or take in, but from my heart, I wanted to tell you the full situation and the truth. I love you, and I I want very much to help you three to heaven. Um, I want anger to be gone from our house. I want division to be gone. I, you need to respect your dad but as we grow in faith these are things we have to reject not reject your dad but reject these things that are against God Um, and if they say mom I don't believe you I don't know what you're talking about say well God has given you a heart and mind of your own and if you want to know the truth just ask him and he'll tell you um, I can't force you to believe, um, but I want you to know uh, from my heart this situation. I love you, and I want to help you, and I want us to be together again, including with your dad as a family. Do what you can, Leanna. Do what you can to talk calmly to your children and never let them uh, hear you speak Disparagingly about their dad, about what he's doing, you can show them from the Catechism, from Scripture. Uh, Get a new uh, uh, Father uh, Mitch Pacwa has written a book on New Age. There are other books on New Age which you don't have to read to your children. You can read it to them. That's fine. But that you can read yourself and help explain things to them. But let them hear holiness from your mouth. Let them hear love. Don't let them hear anger or anything else because they love their dad and if if they're against you right now and if you speak against their dad if you speak arrogantly or angrily you'll further uh draw them away from yourself speak truthfully and lovingly and help them eventually to separate their love for their dad from what is sinful
5: thank you so much
1: okay All right, Leanna. God bless you, dear one, and we will pray for you. Um, We have Elizabeth and uh, Marie on the line. Dear ones, we'll get to you as soon as we return from the break. The toll-free number to call is 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at com. We'll be right back. A prayer to the sacred heart that St. Gertrude the Great wrote. I salute thee, O Sacred Heart of Jesus, living and vivifying source of eternal life, infinite treasure of the divinity, ardent furnace of divine love. Thou art the place of my repose and my refuge. Enkindle in my heart the fire of that ardent love with which thine own is inflamed. Pour into my heart the great graces of which thine is the source and grant that my heart may be so closely united to thine, that thy will may be mine, and that my will may be eternally conformed to thine, since I desire that henceforth thy holy will may be the rule of all my desires and all my actions. Amen.
2: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. What is a patron saint? The classic professions, such as soldiers or doctors, have patron saints who represent the ideal of soldiering or doctoring. And yet, so many of the trades and crafts on which the modern world depends do not have an ideal figure. There is no patron saint of plumbers, for instance, and G.K. Chesterton says there should be. It would be a revolution, for it would inspire each individual plumber to consider that there was once a perfect being who actually did plumbing. Plum In the meantime, what do plumbers and the rest of us do? Chesterton says, keep before your eyes the supreme adventure of virtue. If you're kind, think of the man who was kinder than you. That's what is meant by having a patron saint. Want more than a minute? Visit us at Chesterton.org.
1: Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We have about ten minutes. We have two callers on the line, and you 're welcome to call in. We might be able to get uh, one or two more uh, fit, one, fit you in before the end of the program. toll free one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at Mother at the station of com You can text at that toll free number as well and tomorrow, if you don 't get in today. We will be taking your calls, the whole program, as well. We have a call from Elizabeth in Corning, New York. Hi, Elizabeth.
6: Hi, Mother Miriam. Um, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. We just had a question with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and My aunt is an, an Episcopal priestess. Uh, she embraces what she calls trans Christians and just everything the Episcopal Church is doing. But she normally doesn't talk about that in front of us, so we visit with her. But she has an 18-year-old son who has just just decided that he's asexual, and he's becoming more and more effeminate. Um, we have a toddler son, and we're not sure if we should continue doing family holiday gatherings with them. Um, what, what do you think, Mother?
1: Now, your aunt does not dress as a priest when she comes to family gatherings? No. Okay, well, that's good. And she has an eight, and she doesn't talk about it. She has uh, an 18 year old son who's becoming more feminine. Uh, does he really act out and speak about it?
6: Uh, he does, just not directly to us, because um, he knows we're very strong Catholics and would probably say something, but he talks to the rest of the family about it.
1: At the gatherings? Um, yes. At the gatherings? Hmm. Yes. Oh, that's a rough one. Um, who has the gatherings? Who in your family? Your your folks or what?
6: My my grandparents' house. Everyone in the family is conservative except for my, my aunt and her children. So they try to come when we're there because then I guess they feel uh, like, they won't be put on the spot as much about politics and, and things.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So they, they make a special effort to come down um, when we go across the country to, to meet up at these family gatherings.
1: Okay. Um, and so this Episcopalian priestess is your aunt and the daughter of your grandparents. Um, I would say if... If, you're, uh, if you and your husband uh, and your son can really witness poor behavior and hear things that shouldn't be heard, then you need to say to your grandparents, uh, for that reason alone, we love you, but um, we need to refrain from coming because we don't want our son to have this witness. If you think that they can come your aunt and her son, and they have enough sense about them to um, not make things known at the family gathering and not affect you and your little toddler, then you could go. Um, So um, I think you can go, but if you feel it's going to affect your son, because of the behavior, especially of the 18-year-old, then then I would just let your parents, grandparents know um, we just don't want our boy, a little one, to be exposed to that. If you could speak to my aunt, your daughter, and uh, she might be offended, but let her know that um, we love them, we love them to come, but This is not to be discussion at family, discussion or behavior at family gatherings. If they can agree to that, then we can come. But if not, we need to refrain. Okay.
6: Thank you so much, Mother.
1: Okay. I think um, your grandparents should be the ones to deal with that. I think they should make that decision. Okay. I. Okay
6: i've talked to them before i don't think they will because i think they're worried they they wouldn't come to visit them anymore but we can definitely ask
1: them well if if you've talked to them about it before and they're worried uh then it may be time for you to talk to your aunt and say you know god has given us free will this is a path you've chosen um as catholics we don't believe it's god's path but we're all sinners we don't even say that. That's that, you don't have to say that. Uh, but you know, we do the best we can on Earth, and and God knows our hearts. But for our faith, we don't believe that women should be priests, and that that young men should um, consider being anything but a man. Um, we don't come against you. We love you, but it's it's difficult for us. Uh, as family, to bring our son to be exposed to an ideology that we want to not raise him in. So, we love you. I know I might be making an enemy out of you. I don't want to do that. I want to be at the family gathering with you and your son. Um, But if you can extend a kindness to us in asking your son not to discuss his current choices... Uh, and not to show any, uh, not to, to live it out in behavior, um, then we want to come. If, if you uh, can't tolerate our, our thought and our asking for your kindness in this respect, um, I don't want to make an enemy. We, we, we can make the choice to not come. So whatever you do, do it as lovingly as you can, but do not withhold truth
6: okay thank you mother
1: it's not easy Elizabeth but if you've already spoken to your to your grandparents and they don't want to offend their daughter um I wouldn't try that again with them but I I would call your aunt and say we love you we want to see you we want to see uh, our nephew uh, our cousin um but we just want to withhold our little one from experiencing what we don't believe is Catholic or of God's design. And we we hate the thought of offending you, but if you can be kind enough to accommodate us with this and just ask your son to withhold that conversation during family gatherings, um, that would give us more of a freedom to come. And if she blasts you out and say, who are you to Judge us and all that. Say, I'm just so sorry. I didn't want to offend you, but but your your own behavior um, is a, is offensive to us. So um, we love you. Uh, we believe God loves you, but we believe it's not His design. So do what you can. And I would talk to uh, your aunt and um, let let them determine what happens.
6: Okay. Okay. Thank you, Mother. And, That's very helpful.
1: Nothing's going to make it easy. Nothing is going to make it easy. <laughs> okay. All right, sweetheart. But but you need to speak it. You need to speak it. And let them know that God's love does not overlook what is sinful. He died because of what is sinful, because of his love. Okay. Okay, okay good. Thank you. Right. You're welcome, honey. We have a call from Marie in Ohio. Hi, Marie. Hi, Mother Miriam. How are you? I'm great, sweetheart. What's your question? We're Go just ahead. about the end of the program. Yeah,
3: I just have a quick question. I, just, I need to buy a catechism of the uh, church, and I just wonder what your recommendation is.
1: Well, you know I've been talking about the Catechism Explained, which is almost the Baltimore Catechism with great explanations. Uh, one on a bit of an easier level with good illustrations is one I have been reading through in the past, and it's called This is the Faith. It's a complete explanation of the Catholic faith. This is The Faith. It's by Canon Francis Ripley, R-I-P-L-E-Y. Great. You you can't go wrong with that. You're welcome, sweetheart. And God bless you all. Uh, again, uh, we'll take calls throughout the entire program tomorrow, um, and call. you're welcome to call in with anything whatsoever on your hearts. Um, God bless you. Live the faith as if it's true, because it is. And we'll see you tomorrow.